Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Internet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we are a few weeks away from the season starting. We're a few weeks away from... AC uh away from ACC Media Day. Um I like what Mike Norvell had to say. I just wish that he would have had a little bit more of a sense of urgency in his voice, if you will. Um it's I just it's just imperative to me that the first game of the year you you just look crisp. I just you know, I think I think the Jacksonville State loss is still, you know, lingering. Is still bitter. Everybody, I mean, for me, I'm that's the, that's the one game last year that I just said, okay, I'll never forget that game. Bad coaching, bad play, just a bad game altogether. We can't have any games like that. So, we just need to get out the gate fast. I mean, we just, we need to, we need to put these boys down in the first quarter and then just cruise the rest of the way. We need to put up 28 points in the first quarter and just run the football the rest of the way. Cause I'm. This is their Super Bowl, and like I said, it Mike Norvell. I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not. If you lose this game against Duquesne, wherever they from, you got to go. You got to get up out of here. You 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 are fired after this game. You know what I'm saying? You got to go. So, and I, you know what I'm saying? I I, I think I think if the team just comes out and doesn't look crisp. You on the hot seat. It's it's just imperative to me that this team gets out the gate. I'm 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 a fan, man. I'm I'm just mad as all get out that my team sucks. Um I <clears throat> I just can't contain it no more. And I'm not saying that he's not the right guy. Really, I really feel like he's the right guy. But just whatever buttons you pushed to get these guys to play hard for that little stretch of games that we had where we look good that we need that for all 12 games um there there's really uh no excuse at this point um now Jordan Travis said this might be his last year of college football well I mean, to me, if you're going to the NFL, I mean, you, you, you must, he must feel like he is, you know, taking that quantum leap that I always talk about that he needs to take. So maybe he has a breakout season. Um, but he, he's got to fix the happy feet and he, he just has to, uh, make better decisions and the coaching staff has to actually put him in situations where he can be successful. He can make all the throws, 
Okay, and I I just think, you know, Mackenzie Milton being on that team last year didn't help nothing. If we just being honest, you know, I I just feel like if Jordan Travis was the starter for 12 games and some of the games he was injured, so it wouldn't have been possible. But and I I, I keep I hate that I keep going back to Chubba Purdy. But how much better would our quarterback room look now with Jordan Travis, Chubba Purdy, A.J. Duffy, and Rodemaker? So, you know, you Mike Novell, you made a bad decision with Mackenzie Milton. That that was that was a bad decision in terms of him playing. Um I I wish Mackenzie Milton the best in life. I don't have nothing against that guy, but you know, he's right there with uh your boy from uh several a uh, couple years ago from Wisconsin. I can't think of his name. He's in that category as far as quarterbacks. So, you know, when he was at UCF, he was all world. I mean, let's face it. But now, I mean, he he's a, he was a shell of him former of his former self. I don't even know how I got off on that tangent with him, but um I mean, hopefully this team can put it all together, man. I'm really hoping they can put it all together. Um it 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 uh it would mean a lot to me to see this team win eight or nine games. And I, I think we can do it, you know, if we just get out the gate fast. You know, if we could if we could beat LSU, which I don't think we will, but if we can, that would go a long way to helping us be successful um, for the rest of the season. I mean, LSU has talent. Don't get it twisted. They got talent all over the place. So, and they have better line of scrimmage guys than we do. So it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Florida State stacks up. Now, we've made some improvements on the offensive line. We've made some, some additions on the defensive line. So, you know, to me, that's where football begins. That's where That's the starting point. You got to have some uh, some rhinos up front to really do any kind of damage. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this Florida State team looks going forward. Everything now is just talk. You know, you can you can tell me that you've made progressions in the offseason. It, it doesn't matter. I, I Everything comes down to on the field. I mean, I you don't you don't want to say the first game of the season is a a must win, but it's a must win. I and it it could have been anybody. But the opponent really doesn't matter. Just just for the just just for the sanctity of the program we we just need some good vibes 
And um, I, I just think that would help going into the LSU game. If we could just play four great quarters of football and win the game. Because LSU, I mean, that's not going to be a walk in the park. You know, I got LSU winning 31-14 right now. And I'm just being real about it. I want Florida State to win that game, but, I mean, your boy, um, I forget his name, the the, um, previous head coach at LSU, he didn't leave that cupboard bare for Brian Kelly. So, um, it's just, you know, all he got to do is come in there and rally the troops. Um, I, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of that dude's name, the previous coach for LSU. And I, I can actually do a very good impression of him, but I can't even think of his name. That's crazy. Um, I, 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 it's, it's, it's the dog days of summer and it's just waiting for the season to start. You're just so anxious. And then the season goes by so fast, man. Um, but I love it. I mean, college football, college football is the absolute best in terms of regular season when there's actually meaningful games. But they have the worst postseason in all the sports. Um, so, I mean, the the mega conference thing, you could only hope that one day they get to an NFL model. And that would just be crazy. The money is going to be crazy. The playoff system, they you're going to have to expand the playoffs. And you're going to have to force Notre Dame to join a conference or they're going to be out. So, all I, I don't want to give Ed O'Bannon too much credit for the NIL thing, but he pretty much deserves all of it. And God bless him, man. You know, all these kids are getting paid because of him. Um... Except for Florida State players. <laughs> I just I just don't know how you remain competitive. I mean, you're going to have to win games, basically. Um, and I don't... Your boy at Ole Miss, the head coach, I'm not even going to say his name. He said you legalized cheating. I don't think... I don't think kids getting paid for their services, is cheating. I don't. They, you know, Alabama, you know, whoever, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, these Notre Dame, these schools that are always in the playoff, these young men help generate millions of dollars for TV networks, the university, and 
they're not even getting a slice of that. They're getting paid from some other source. Name, image, likeness. And it's it's been going on since since the beginning of time. But now it's just legal. And now they see these kids get money, or excuse me, these young men get money. Now we got to put up guardrails. But there's no guardrails for mega conferences. There's no guardrail for coaches' salary. Right? Your boy, your boy Georgia just got what a hundred and twelve million. So, where's the guardrails for that? If you gonna if you gonna regulate everything, regulate some of that stuff. I just college football is, is there's so much hypocrisy in college football, man. It's it's just so much hypocrisy. Student athlete. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not when it comes to to big time football. I don't want I don't want to hear nothing about student athlete. Um Florida State, man. I I just again, I say I say this every week. Offensive line is 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 what's going to make or break this season. It, it, and that's just it. That's what's going to make or break this season is the offensive line. I think the defense is going to be good, not very good or great. I think they're going to be just good enough to stop people here and there. Um, But on offense, if we can't, you know, put up points, I think to get to eight and four or nine and three, we gotta average at least thirty-five a game. Jordan Travis, it hit a breakout year for Jordan Travis to me would be three thousand yards, twenty touchdown passes, ten or less interceptions. That would be a breakout year for him. Um do I think that he can be an NFL quarterback? Yeah, definitely. He's got the arm. He definitely has the mobility. It's just can he get with a coach in the NFL that's going to develop him? So, you know, I'm still mad from the Willie Taggart days that he wasn't playing. It was just like, Who were we were playing? Uh, your boy, I don't forgot his name. Uh, uh, James Blackman, and uh, I can't think of the dude from Wisconsin. Um, man, why I can't think of his name? But Jordan Travis is better than both of them guys, man, and. We we'll see. I, I just I'm just so ready for football to start, man. It's just like I hate this time of the year. It's hot, it's humid, nothing's really on TV. And you just ready for the season to start. They saying practice gonna start 
fall practice going to start on uh, July 27th. They're going to start practicing. Um, if you're listening to this, they're practicing already started. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how everything shakes out, man. Um, I think, I think, I think we can win nine games. I don't, I don't see you beating LSU. And then you're going to lose a couple of the, I don't, I don't see you beating Clemson. Then I, I think every other game is up for grabs. If you come out there and play your game, I mean, the sky's the limit. Let's talk about alternate uniforms for a minute. Now, the white helmets I actually like. I don't really like the uh, garnet and black ones. I like the all black ones, the all white ones, and of course, the uh, the uh, gold ones. Um, and then, uh, every other, every other uniform combination I love, I seen a a uniform combination where they had the blue, like the basketball team. I mean, that would be crazy if they would rock that on a game, man. But, you know, I, I don't want them to go crazy like Oregon. Um, I don't think we need to get to that. I I think, you know, a, a, a great player said, if you look good, you play good. I believe that. So I, I just hope they can rock those white helmets this year. That would be awesome. Maybe in the LSU game in New Orleans. That would be a great um, way to, uh, you know, do something for the fans, man. Um, you know, the season is almost upon us. I mean... We're a little under a month away, so, man, I I just can't wait. I just, you know, it's like Christmas. It's like waiting for Christmas. Um, You know, the, the, the team, from what I've seen and from what I've read, I mean, this is a very important year for Mike Norvell. Um. I really think this, I really consider this like his second year at the program. I don't count the COVID year. You can't really count that year uh, against him because he didn't have all the time and preparation to get this team right. So first year, five and seven, I, I just, you know, you you have to compare him against his uh, predecessor. You you do. You just, you know, Willie Tiger got compared to Jimbo. Jimbo got compared to Bobby. It, it's just, that's just how sports work. So, um, the thing that I'll get Mike, the thing that I will give Mike Norvell, quarterbacks are, good quarterbacks are actually coming to Florida State and good quarterbacks are actually considering coming to Florida State. Under your boy, Willie Taggart, you know, you wasn't even getting any consideration. Although your starter 
and who could lead a possible resurgence of Florida State is the starter. So, you know, you 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 gotta it's a double edged sword when it comes to that. Um, but like I said many many times before, Willie Taggart should have stayed at Oregon. You know you you know how to you know how the South is. I don't need to go into any great detail. The only way you're going to win these fan o- fans over in the South, you got to win. Like, if you're winning, it don't matter what color you are. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Winning is the ultimate everything. Because you can go to, like, the most racist program in the country. If you go there and go 12-0 and and take that team to the playoff, You'll see how quickly fans forget what color you are. And that's just a fact. I'm not saying it's right. It's not right. But fans are very fickle. Fans are very blind (laughs) when it comes to right and wrong. I mean, you should get on some of these social media platforms and go on some of these groups and, and just see how these fans talk. It Fans... In this, that like the same team. It's not even opposing teams. It's 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 weird, and uh, I can understand being loyal to your team, having pride in your team. But when you start just saying obnoxious stuff and talking crazy to people, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. You know, that's the dark side of college football. Being a fan of college football. Just how crazy these fans are. Um but um earlier on in the podcast I kind of gave like a semi semi whatever you call it prediction on the schedule. I I really feel like Louisiana is going to be a tough game. They they want they went undefeated last year. I want to say, yeah, they went undefeated. So that's not going to be a walk in the park. They they, they coming for blood, too. So, you know, I wish we could have kicked off the season against Louisiana and maybe had Duquesne later on in the season. You know, Louisiana would have been more of a measuring stick for us, you know, Playing Duquesne doesn't really tell me anything unless we just go out there and stink it up. If you're listening to this particular podcast, episode number 453, we're probably two weeks away from the season. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited. Um, I can't even put into words what, you know, beating Miami last season meant to me. As a Florida State uh, football fan, um, I just hope we can build off that momentum. We went and played a good game against Florida. We lost. Um, You know, I long for the days that we can get back to beating all our rivals. Um, But, you know, college football is a different game now. And we had our chance to get out in front of you know, this whole new wave of college football and Florida State, the powers that be, the power brokers at Florida State chose not to 
to get in front of that curve. And now we're suffering. And we're we're just not getting the same caliber of player that we were getting just six, seven years ago. We're not getting those type of players anymore. Um, thank God for Alex Atkins. I mean, he has been the one, you know, shining star as far as recruiting on this team. And uh, the DB coach, I forget his name. Um, you know, thank God for those guys. Um, but like, like I always said, and like I've, you know, heard before, and I'm quoting, you know, winning is the ultimate deodorant. So we just need, if Florida State can put together eight and four, nine and three, I, I think Florida State will be a destination again for recruits. Um, I, I Like I've said many times in previous shows, I don't think we're going to get back to going undefeated and running the table. I think right now the best you can hope for with the way college football is designed now is 10-2. and two. That would be a great year for Florida State. That would be a phenomenal year for Florida State. Um. If we have the opportunity to go to the SEC and get that $100 million paycheck, you got to take it. It just makes business sense. You know, really, I guess maybe 30, 40, or 35 years ago, 32 years ago when we joined the ACC, um, it wasn't good business sense to join the SEC. Um but I wish we had, looking back, I wish we would have joined. Yeah, we probably don't do what we do in the 90s, but where would we be right now? I've said that before. Um, but this program, I can't really say that last season was a step in the right direction just because I mean, you're basically doing the same thing that your predecessor did. I mean, this to me, I give I give Mike Novell a pass on the 2020. Okay, 2021 was okay. This is the year where we got to see a big jump in terms of wins. I don't I don't care about improvement where anywhere else. I don't care about none of that. I want I want wins. That's where we need to see improvement on our overall record for 2022. You know, nothing else matters to me. Um, and, and that's it. I think every fan, every Florida State fan feels that way. We want wins. We don't want excuses anymore. And I think it's really imperative for these coaches to do whatever they got to do within the rules to get these guys to play hard from the first snap of the opener. Like, this this, this is not a game that you can go out here and say we're Florida State and we just going to roll. You know, this this is, to me, this is the most important game of the season because it's the first game. It's the tone setter for the season. 
right? It, it, it sets up. If you go out here and have a lackluster performance against Duquesne and look sloppy, you know, you, how are you going to carry that over to uh, LSU? So I'm real anxious to see how this team looks, man, in the opener. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. The uh, podcast is available on all podcast platforms. It's available on YouTube. As always, go Nose.